What's going on, everybody? This is High Definition Pod. This podcast, that is. This is your boy, Maurice. Yo, it's Torres. What is going on, people? <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to say it like that. <laughs> it's all good, man. What's good with you, man? What's good with you? How was your bro, weekend, bro? Uh, I can't complain. I can't complain. Uh, chill most of the time. Uh, you know, church, the whole nine. Gotcha. And I feel like I did something Saturday. But it was, I was mainly just chilling, bro. <laughs> What about you? Uh, wedding things. Shout out to my uh, my bro Jerome, my yes, sister sir. Sharon. Y'all uh, had y'all had a good old time, bro. It was lit, <laughs> man. <laughs> like, bro, it was it was <laughs> man. Let me tell you, going through what I went through a couple weeks ago, well, the week before, this was like the upswing of the week mm-hmm. man we had so much fun yeah y'all was y'all, y'all was lit <laughs> Furman Furman is a beautiful campus really man. like I've been out there before uh when I we did our by it, but I ain't never we did our pre-engagement shoot mm-hmm. when my wife well my, my wife thought that I was gonna propose to her at we went out there to the clock t- the tower and everything and it was beautiful like but hit just, it with the okie doke I hit it with the okie doke yep got it later on that day <laughs> mm-hmm. At the restaurant, but just standing there, like looking, the water fountains, just everything, man. It's just, man, it was so. It's off the, I saw Paris Mountain too. Okay, it's like right there in the backdrop. Oh man, it's so beautiful. Like it's That's very tranquil out there. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to ride out there. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Now you might not be able to get on campus, but um, what's the other spot that everybody go to? I think it's, it's I think it's part of North Greenville. Uh, yeah, it's not too far. Okay, okay. Yeah, not too far from there. I haven't been up there to that one either. I ain't been out that way. Yeah. But yeah, I had fun, man. We had fun. It was beautiful. I mean, just just you could you could just feel the love. Yeah. Um just when that day when the just from the that morning when you woke up, yeah. It was just you feel you felt it. And then Michaela Davis up there just Oily. Let me tell you. Oily. That's out. Shout, was up shout out to Michaela. Shout out to Michaela, man. We look, man. Oily. We was, we was up there we just uh, like she. She said that she was actually worried about us because all of us was up there just snot nose and. <laughs> I'll tell you, bro. But the like the spirit of God was there and he was heavy. That's what's up. And you could tell like yeah. the love. Hey, man, it was. That's what's it was, up. It was beautiful. That, that's what's up. Yeah, I, I love I love seeing that and hearing about that. Yeah, I I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. All right, so we back for part two of where do I belong? Where do I belong? Where do I belong? Hope y'all enjoyed the the first part of the conversation. Yes. We gonna finish it off on this episode. Now, let's kind of do a quick little recap. All right, recap, recap, a quick recap. recap. So, of course, uh, we said and we, we gave you all, the listeners, just we're just giving you some suggestions, some some wisdom, some tips, mm-hmm. you know, because we're, you know, um, especially with the whole pandemic, I'm pretty sure people are out there that they're trying to reassess some things mm-hmm. in life or maybe I think uh, somebody on you, either YouTube or IG, I heard them say the, the word of this season is called pivot. Mm. People are having mm. to, they, they're having to pivot in their life right now, and they got to a point now they're trying to make a turn. So, I think uh, one of those pivots that some people are probably probably will be making, uh, or as you know, um, do I I need to find a church? Or I might need to find a new church home, mm-hmm. or I may have just recently gotten saved with 
so many so many people being online, and mm-hmm. I'm always on my phone, so I'm just starting to notice. And I've made a decision to make Jesus my Lord and Savior, so now I'm looking for a good church home. So hey. this conversation is all about just helping you, um, you know, navigate that, that road, navigate that journey. This is just some things we have from our journey and our experience. So I want to thank the first thing we said last week on the last episode, make sure you find a church. The number one thing, make sure they prioritize biblical teaching and preaching. It needs to be based on the Bible. And it, needs, it needs to be rightly divided. There it okay. is. That's that's mandatory. Yes. <laughs> so with that, that means uh, they're going to preach the word. Mm-hmm. The church you're going to, your leader that you're mm-hmm. sitting upon and submitted to, they're going to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help them God. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, too, you have to have, you have to put the responsibility on, the responsibilities on you as well to make sure you're studying, to make sure, you know, you're doing, you're putting in the input and you're, doing what you need to do so that you know the word for yourself as well. You cannot put all of the pressure, all of the responsibility on the leader in the church to open the Bible for you, mm-hmm. read, it, read it for you, pray for you, you know, study for you. They can't do that. You also have to put in the work yourself. All right? Yeah. Number two was a church where praising God through song and worship is a high priority. Yep. So make sure you you have a place where you can worship. And when we say worship, that's to give adoration yeah. to God through song uh, and hymns and whatever form of mu- music that you do. Uh, it could be, <laughs> what we say? It could be quartet. <laughs> it could be hymns. I don't know who doing quartet. Be, I don't yeah, know who doing it either, but yeah, hey, yeah, say yeah, make yeah. a joyful noise <laughs> to the Lord. <laughs> but guys, look, hey, worship. Worship and praise is it's, know, it's a, nece- a it's necessity. necessity. <laughs> you got to have guys. it. It's a necessity. If you want to lay on the floor and snot and cry, or if you want to run around mm, the church and, mm. and hit that corner hey. and hit that pew and get you a good dance in, hey, get it, get it <laughs> however you need to get it. <laughs> Amen. Amen. The, the other other thing, number three, we said a church that practices and encourages prayer. Yes. Make make sure that that church that you are looking for and looking at, make sure that they. The component of prayer is a lifeblood of that church. Yes, prayer is intimacy. Yeah, with our heavenly Father. Yeah, so make sure that is a priority. If that church is praying, if that's that part of their lifeblood, I promise you, you will get answers and you will hear God. Yes, and they will and teach you how to pray. Yeah, they teach you how to pray. So those who um, are new to the faith, like I said, you're looking for that church home. You're looking to, for a way to be taught how to communicate with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't have to be this elaborate, eloquent thing. You just literally just it's talking. It's That's talking it. to God, That's and it. He He reads your heart. He knows the heart, and He, when you don't have words, the Holy Spirit bridges. Yeah, like the Holy Spirit is that intercessor. And yeah, this, yeah. this is where Roman, Romans eight he'll he'll make intercession for you. Yeah, he will. So uh, the other thing we said, make sure that your church has an emphasis on winning souls. Yes. So evangelism, yes. you know, they're they're going out, they're um, they're going out into the streets, they're going out, or they're just teaching you day to day that even in your conversation uh, that it's souls are on the line. So winning souls is very 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 important because. 
God doesn't want, the Bible says that he would that all men come to repentance. So he doesn't want any soul, he doesn't want anyone dying and going to hell. That's okay? a fact. He does and not. <laughs> I ain't mean to cut you off. No, too, you good, man. But, and, you know, whether you choose to believe it or not, uh, we do believe uh, fully what the Bible says. And even though you may not hear it preached a lot, hell is real. Oh, it's okay? real. Hell is very real, so we don't want anyone going there. God doesn't want anyone going there. So make sure that the church you're looking for, make sure that they do have emphasis on winning souls. He does not like, he does not want to lose a part of himself. Yeah, yeah. What's number five? Number five was a church that is discipleship focused. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just self-explanatory. Like, Mm -hmm. you have those, you have the individuals who are the seasoned, the seasoned, um, the seasoned saints. The seasoned saints. <laughs> you know, you got you. If if you're listening to this and you're you're new to the faith, mm-hmm. these are the people that you want to link up with, yeah, and learn. You know, and to you seasoned folks mm-hmm. out there, be willing to give time to disciple someone. Yeah. If anybody got a question? Answer it for them. Yeah. You know, help, help walk them through those steps because somebody had to walk with us. Somebody's still walking with us. It's <laughs> a fact. And it, and it pushes you in your faith yeah. when you partner with someone who you're trying to teach. Because there might be a question that you haven't even pondered yeah. that they might ask. You might be like, oh, well, you know what? Let's crack open this Bible and let's go to it right now. Let's yeah. look this up right now. So it it, it edifies yep. both sides. Yep. <laughs> So those were what we talked about in the last episode. Uh, if you, ha- you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it, please go back and do that. Uh, leave us your comments, your thoughts. Uh, yes. You can inbox us on Facebook or at Instagram, and we'll put that those tags in the description of this episode as well. So we're going to finish it off on this episode. The next one, the next one that we said, I did not change the title on my notes. What we said? I, I said, okay, so. He gave it to me, and I, I changed it on mine. A church where giving is from a biblical standpoint. All right, so giving, 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 giving. Yes. Now, now, okay, so we are in the day and age where we hear a lot of people, y'all have probably heard it from your own family, mm-hmm. all the church talk about is money, mm. all the preacher talk about is money, mm. and yeah, uh, the church needs money too, okay, so – this is true. So let's just go ahead and get all. Let's just go ahead and get all this out the way. Okay. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and get that whole argument out the way. Yes, the church is going to ask you for money because guess what? Just like you, the church has bills. Yes. Just like you, uh, the church has projects that they want to do. Yes. And guess what? It takes money to do that. Yes. Okay. Now, here goes the thing. When you're at the right church, they will teach you the proper way from a biblical standpoint. Mm-hmm but they're not going to abuse you. They okay. shouldn't be abusing you. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. The main thing, uh, giving is going to be taught from a, a proper biblical perspective. It's not going to be abused, so it's, so it's not going to be seen as being overbearing on the people. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it comes uh, as, you know, the church is going to teach you the right way, but you as the individual, you also have to understand your part. You giving into that church is you also helping that church to f- to fulfill its function in the community and in what God wants them to do? Okay, like like I said, like we said, if if you if that church is feeding you spiritually, you getting the word there. Those leaders, they praying for you. Uh, 
when you go you going up there, I mean they they pouring their heart out for you. They'll be there to lay their hands on you when you reach out. If someone in your family passes, the church is there to help you. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, it is a responsibility of you. You know what? They're doing this for me. Yes, God. First of all, your tithing, your offering, that's God's, but it's going into the local church. Yes. And one thing that um, you guys realize is that giving is an act of worship. Yes. Um, Romans 12.1. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in the view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Yeah. And so when I hear that, like you offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, mm-hmm. it's think about think about this body that we're in. When we go out and evangelize, yep. That is giving time. Yeah. To multiply the body. Yep. You know, people want to hear, they hear giving. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all money, 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 money. N- that's a part of it. Yep. But also, uh, did you look at that scripture about uh, taking care of the orphan and the widow? Yeah, James James 1 and 27. We read it real quick. Pure religion and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit the fatherless mm-hmm. and widows in their affliction mm-hmm. and to keep himself unspotted from the world. See, bam, right there. So taking time to... Visit people who are sick and shut in, mm-hmm. um, someone who may have just lost a spouse, yeah. um, and visit in the orphans. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and make this example. Rest in peace to Chadwick Bozeman. Yeah. First off, but there was something that I saw on social media. Even in the midst of this man going through what he was going through. Mm-hmm. He visited the children's hospital with the kids who were terminally ill. Wow. He gave his time, even though in his body, he's dealing with this affliction. He's dying, basically. Basically. This man took time to go visit these kids, put a smile on their faces. Wow. That's a sacrifice. This man could have stayed home. Yeah. And, you know, been just you know, battling his battling what he was going through, yeah. but he took the time to go out and make someone else's day mm-hmm. while he was himself dying. I mean, what yeah. kind? Of, what, what? What? That's a that's a form of giving, right yeah. there, guys. Like, like you said, like it's literally it's a, it's a sacrifice. Like you 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 take yourself and put yourself in. A place where you can be uplifting to somebody, right? Um, even though it may be an inconvenience to you. Yeah, but I mean, is it really an inconvenience? No, but I don't. I don't. But we can. We can sometimes look at it as an inconvenience. But I mean, if you uh, okay, so if we're looking at it as an inconvenience, then are we really? Because okay, because scripture also says mm-hmm. that I think it's in Second Corinthians. That God wants a cheerful giver. Yes. So, I mean, if you <laughs> it's if it right there, <laughs> called grace giving, guys. <laughs> so, I mean, if we if if our giving is mm-hmm. coming from a place of like grudging, yeah, you yeah. like are you is that something that God really wants? No. You know what I'm saying? So, if that's something God doesn't want, you know, why why even go through the motions of it? You know, and, and I think the. When you when you're looking for the right church, you will want to give yes. to that place. Yes. You know, so if it's something where 
I mean, now also too, y'all y'all have heard us say this plenty uh, plenty of times since we've been doing this. <laughs> Every decision, we're not telling you what to do. No, we're you not. You can do whatever you want to do. So if you want to give, give. If you don't want to give, don't give. That's that's between you and God. <laughs> the Bible says everything is permissible and not beneficial. But I'm gonna set that on that. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but okay. I'm give you a good, a good. It's kind of funny, and the, I, me, I'm, I always kind of see the goofiness and the pettiness of things. If my computer don't stop doing this crap, <laughs> so we had a conference a couple of years ago uh, through one of the fellowships that we were, and we our church hosted it. And one of the one of the apostles that were there, they were talking about giving, and one of the things he said, he was like, the one thing he had to tell his church, they, they was talking about giving. He was like, so I'm praying for you. Whenever you need me, you got questions, we there. You need to tell me that all we're doing, we're not even at least worth a cheeseburger. Mm. The price of a cheeseburger ain't but $2. (laughs) So you mean to tell me you you couldn't even spare $2 just to go towards, (coughs) excuse me, us just, you know, Mm -hmm. helping us to do what we need to do. So, I mean, uh, it kind of goes back, you know, we can't keep it, you can't keep expecting the church. The church is just not. Um, I don't want to say it like that. You can't keep, you know, expecting the church to give, give out, and give out, and give out, and then you also are not putting putting in. That's a fact. So I mean, you should want to put in because the church is giving out, and you should give to see the church give out. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, so of course, it's probably it may be some debate about this. You may agree, you may disagree, but you know, find a church where you can, where you can see yourself plugging into it. Mm-hmm. You're giving into it. Not only, not, it's not even even about your money. Can you also give your gifts? Yes. Can you give your talents? Yes. Can you give your skills? Which brings us to remember that question. It's not what. Sometimes we ask, "What can our church do for yes. us?" But what can we do for our church? Yes. That's I the, totally forgot about that question. That's all right. <laughs> I remembered it. That's what I'm here for. Yes, sir. Look, but that question, like, a lot of times we look to join a church to get. Yeah. But what can we give outside of the, the tithe? Is a lot of times we get into that, that habit, and this is where it goes back to that statistic where it says about 98% of people don't evangelize. Yeah. This is where we, we want to give our tithe, give our tenth, and then I go on about my life. Right. But I'm not doing anything outside of that. Like, I'll hit my pastor up because I am a deacon. Hey, Pastor Trey. Hey, um, how's the grass look at the church? You know, I'm across town. Because mm-hmm. they live like five minutes from the church. Oh, okay. So if he's at, he's usually there. So, like, hey, how's, how's the grass look? Oh, it's a little hot. All right, well, I'm going to come out and we eat it later. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I give my time. You know, he'll hit me up. like, hey, can um. You help with something? Yeah. Because a project at the church, I'll help with that. That's no problem. You know, but like it's it's being able to put yourself put yourself out there to assist, mm-hmm. to to give time. Right. You know? Right. I mean, uh who was it? Uh was it um who was the president that got assassinated? I think he said uh it's Kennedy. Not yeah. what, what can you not what you can do. Right, what, what, not what your country can do for you, but what can you do for your country? You apply that same statement to the church. That same way. Same way, man. You know, I mean, yes, the church is there to give. Yes, the church is there to help. And we'll also get to the topic of 
you know, helping. But mm-hmm. you are, we are, like I said, we also have a a thing. We ha- we have our own input. We have our own obligation to put in as well. So find you when you're looking for a church. Find somewhere that yes, they can help you. They can give to you. But also, how can you yourself also give of what you have to help advance the church? Mm-hmm. You know, example. What if uh, I don't know? What if you are, what if you have the skills to, you know, you are a finance officer, mm-hmm. or what if you are someone that runs sound? Mm-hmm. You see that you know the church may need help. Hey, with uh, running finances, of course, that's going to be a leadership uh, decision yes, decision to put you there. Uh, or if you're someone there, you know a whole lot about sound, you can help the church. You see, because. Most of the time, most of your volunteers at church are going to be there on a volunteer basis. Now, yep. They're not there on salary. So mm-hmm. are you Are you also – you also got to ask yourself this question too. When it comes to you giving of your talents and of your gifts, are you giving out of a pure place and not really wanting – There you go. Are you trying to do it to, you know, make a quick buck and to get a hustle? Yeah. Or are you also willing to give of yourself for the advancement of the ministry of the church because you see, you see that there's a need and you see, hey, I can help them – fulfill what they're trying to do so you got to ask yourself th- those questions so That's a fact, yeah so when it comes to you giving you, it's a lot of questions you know what can i give the church what can the church give also so it's more than monetarily it's definitely more than monetarily yeah. you know and it'll also push you to grow oh definitely it will push you to it, it it's gonna make you grow <laughs> and that goes back to the discipleship yeah. thing, man like i mean even with you know giving your time you know, I mean, it's funny how these just fall in line. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, that goes back to when you give, like, discipleship is giving time to help usher someone mm-hmm. in, along in their relationship with Christ. Right. I mean, oh, man, it's, it's, that's, I mean, what else can I say about that? Right. So. All right. The next one is a church where fellowship permeates the congregation. Mm-hmm. So you look, you're looking for a new church home. You're looking for uh, somewhere else for you to grow. Can you, when you come in, can you feel the love? Can you, does it feel like one big happy family? There you go. <laughs> one big happy family. Oh, play, a little bit of a play on Medea's, uh, on Medea's, <laughs> on Tyler Perry's stuff. But I mean, um, does that, does that church have that family type culture? Because at the end of the day, also. When you become saved, you are now joined into the family of God. Y- yes. So, therefore, yes. I mean, we, so all Christians are part of the body. global the global family of God, yeah. the body of Christ. But each local assembly is also its own family as well. Like, you know, Therese is a part of Faith to Faith and Glory to Glory Ministry. Shout out to Trey and Angel Cleveland. And I'm a, a member of City Gate Mission International. Shout out to Apostle Ryan and Pastor Erica McGimsey. Shout out, shout out. So I mean, each each one of us, our individual churches, we're like one, we're like one big family, you know. Now, of course, we all have some individuals of our family. <laughs> you talk to them sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you, you don't, don't. <laughs> you know. But at the, at the end of the day, they they're family, still dog. they're still family, right. you know. It's yeah, it's like a. Going back to my, you know, the funeral and everything. You just hang out with my family. Some of those people I ain't seen in years. Right. It was family. It was like, yo, what's up, cuz? Dap him up. Love. Love. What's good? Yeah. I probably won't hear. I probably won't talk to him another 
couple months, but <laughs> but it's it's still it's family. family. Like it's you know? it's a meme on. Uh, I found in fact I had a screenshot of it. Uh, I was going through some old stuff the other day. It was like even though I may not talk to my cousins all the time, that I still rock with them. I still love them. It's something something uh, uh, along that nature, and that's just straight facts. That's fact. Like it's some of my cousins I haven't seen in a long time. But if I if they walked in here right now, they went up. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna kick it like like that's, we about to just go fire up the grill and just be kicking hey, it. You know what I'm saying? That's a fact, man. So I mean, I, at at our at your own individual church that you're looking at, you know, can you see where okay, I can see the family type atmosphere. I can see I can feel that love. This is somewhere I can plug into. Even outside of the church, man, like outside of the four walls. Yeah. Is how's the how's the fellowship? Mm-hmm. You know, like it's one thing to be in the walls and it's another thing to be outside, but right. the love should feel the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, when you're not, when the pastor's not behind the pulpit, you know, is he just as genuine outside of the church? Mm-hmm. You know, is the, are the members just as genuine outside the church? Right. You're going to get some that kind of tote the line a little bit, but we got family like that. Understand. Like, you at know the, we say we still human. Yeah. At the, I mean, hey, like you said, offense is going to happen. You know? It's, it don't mean we perfect. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you family, and I love yeah. you. I give grace um, to you. You know, so. But one thing that I, one thing that <laughs> I don't like is when people say, you know, I don't need the fellowship. Me and Jesus get along just fine. Like, that right there, man. Like that's those those people. That's the people that like I don't have a church home. I can just watch online, you know, or I just you know I study for myself. But how do you how do you add edif- like you, you right. edification? Right. Like God calls us to that. Like the question to those individuals who may be listening to this mm-hmm. that has that thought: Why would God save you mm. for you to be alone? When he saved you to become a part of a body. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if you want scripture for it, uh, we talked about it. Uh, I think we talked about it a few episodes ago when we talked about the competition in church. Uh huh. So, you know, it's a body. Mm-hmm. You don't see a person's body with just a foot. Correct. You don't see a person's body. The only part that they have is a hand. Correct. All the parts of the body have to work together. Because guess what? If I cut my ear off, my ear doesn't work anymore. You know what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. works when it's attached to my head. Right. My eye. If my eyeball is out, it does not work. And that just maybe keep, keep Until talking. I put it back in my head, right? You see what I'm saying? The, my hand does not work unless it is attached to my arm. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, that's it's, that's how it is, guys. Like, you're, you're, you're called to be, we're one body, diff- many members. Right. Just like. My fingers, they're all different, right? It's a member of my body. Right. And they all have a specific function. Right. My thumb helps me to grip things. Take away my thumb, I can't grip anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ever try to palm a basketball? Can't do can't it. Can't do it without a thumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So Even that little bitty pinky. The look, the pink. You know, your, you know your pinky toe is for balance? Yeah. Take away your big toe. Try to stand on your Try to stand on can't your. Can't do foot. it. You can't do it. You try to write without your pinky. Your pinky it's impossible. It, it, so God did not make us to be alone. You figure deal with him? You figure deal with him? Come 
if you want Bible for it, Proverbs 18 and 1. It says, a, this from the New King James Version, it says, a man who isolates himself seeks his own desire. He rages against all wise judgment. That's Pro- Proverbs 18 and 1. So basically what you're saying there is when a person doesn't want to be a part of a, a, a body of fellowshippers and believers, we want to take the word and use it. F- hmm, what am I trying to say? Use it, use it to say our own understanding. Yeah. So no edification. If you're, if you're interpreting something wrong, no accountability. No, either. there it is. Accountability. And I think that's the problem. Like, like this scripture mm. says, this for who the man that isolates himself, mm-hmm. you seek your own desire. You rage against all wise judgment. Mm. Sometimes, they, <laughs> sometimes they're wise. Let's just take out. Let's just combine that. Just say you rage against all wisdom. Sometimes wisdom comes to keep you in check, or it comes to say, hey, you may need to look at this from another perspective, or hey, this downright what you're doing is wrong. And some people just don't want, and it goes back to what we talked about. People don't want to be offended because of truth. Jesus is not looking for long ranger Christians. I tweeted that a while back. I remember because <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Does not he's not looking for long ranger no. Christians, man. It, this this is a family. We are we are a family. So the church you're looking for, you know, find that family atmosphere. Find that family culture, and you you'll even be able to see it too uh, from the leaders. Cause like I know our pastors, they are very big on you know trying to create that family atmosphere, that family culture. You know, even though and they'll say it, they'll say it. No, we're not looking for you to be BFFs, but mm-hmm. still be be able to love your neighbor. They come to you, you know, give them a hug. You know, and we have something in our church. It's called uh, it's called Love Tap. Mm-hmm. So basically, what it is, let's say somebody come across your mind, you ain't seen them in a while, or you just trying to reach out. You say, "Hey," and just shoot them a little text. Like, "Hey, I'm just shooting you a love tap." And that just means, "Hey, I'm just seeing how you doing. You was on my mind," and that's just something that we have at our church. Yeah. So I mean, and that's just, it, I promise you, I like I said in the last episode, our church, we 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 known for prayer. You come in there, it's gonna sound like we going to war, and I promise you. When church over, five minutes later, we're going to be cracking up like we had a comedy show. Hmm. That's just, and we, <laughs> we trip like that. Like, when, when we're not in church, all of us get together, we just cut up and just have us a good time. And it's it's always been like that. So, question. To the person who is an introvert. That's me. <laughs> I'm just asking because that just ran across my mind. Because mm-hmm. I, know, I know you spoke about it before, about being an introvert. And... I'm I'm the biggest introvert extrovert, so I'm good in a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. I'm good by myself. Yep, that's how I am. So, but I know that when it comes to fellowship, I'm supposed to be engaging. Yeah, and just the to the people who are, they're like, well, I'm, you know, I just like be by myself. Like, pray that God gives you the boldness mm-hmm. to not use that that you're an introvert as an excuse not to mingle with people. Yeah. Um I don't want to say compartmentalize it. I don't want to say that cuz 
Well, I think too with uh, those who are introverted. I guess I would say, maybe I'm not speaking for all of them, just from my experience. Once you kind of gauge the people mm-hmm. and you know, okay, they're cool. I kind of let my guard down a little mm-hmm. bit. You you'll kind of open up some more. So I mean, you have to get you have like like we, it goes back to the other conversation we had. You know, when it comes to you know, <coughs> excuse me, uh, like dealing with the whole church hurt and all that, you have to get to a point where you understand rela- uh, relationships are all about you know taking a risk. Mm-hmm. So when you find that church, you know, are you willing to take that risk to kind of let that guard down and say, hey, this is me, this is who I am, and I think too it's gonna take time. Oh, definitely. So it's going to take time. So you have to get to that point where you say, okay, I see they're cool. I see that they're genuine. I can open myself up a little bit and, you know, they can see, hey, I do have a funny side. I got a goofy side. <laughs> you know, I do enjoy life, you know. Yeah. And that's another thing, too. I think a, a, a good a good church also, for those of you that's, that kind of flow into this topic about the family culture, they won't always. It won't always be about the Bible, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. You can actually. This will be a, a people too that you can just do life with. Because you know what's crazy. When you think about Jesus and his disciples, he wasn't always preaching to them. Mm-mm. He was kicking it with them. He was just, just these are people that he genuinely wanted to be with. He wasn't always Bible to this, Bible to that, Bible. Now he gave biblical. His whole life was that. Yeah. But in the same token, you can you can kick it. Without, without having to preach to somebody. They had a fish fry about on the beach. There you go. <laughs> he fed 5,000. They had a fish fry on the beach. Fish fry on the beach, man. So, Look. golly, like, just just know, man, like, it's it's relationship. Yeah, be, be willing to take that risk and just open yourself up, you know. No matter what you hear about in social media. Mm. And mm. That, I think that's that's probably another thing that's that's giving the church such a bad rep. Keyword, media. <sighs> Jesus. Medium, yeah. So I mean, you can't don't go off what you see, because a lot, of, a lot of this they will put the bad out more than they'll put the good out. Mm-hmm. Get in there, see for yourself, and if it's something you're not feeling, I mean, it's trust me, it's good. There are plenty of good churches out here. There are plenty of good preachers out here, and all of them are not the same. Mm-mm. The same way you like, you probably look on your phone, scrolling on social media, you're seeing. Man, this, they ain't up with some fakes. I, some of us probably said the same thing. There's but a lot of fakes out in the world, though. I mean, so, I mean, it's it's it goes both ways. Like you, you know, people are like, well, you know, uh, they hypocrites. The hypocrites go to the club too. You know what I'm saying? You work with hypocrites, right? There are a lot of rappers out there. You listen to a lot some music that you listen to. They talking about. <laughs> we had a little station break. Sorry about that. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's case in point. Mm-hmm. You can't say you got somebody that's fake if there's also not something that's real and true out there as well. Ah, ah. So you got to consider that. Two sides of the coin. Yeah. So if you call on somebody fake, then that means there's got to be some real ones out there as well. You got to find them. Mm. I mean, just the same way, like this generation, I just need me a couple of real ones. If you need some real ones, then it means you know there's some fake ones out there. Exactly. So, I mean, 
you just got to, you know, you got to be able to be willing to put in the time and the work to say, hey, look, okay, I, I can get with them. They real. So, uh, like I said, you know, we it's all about that family. And, you know, and sometimes, too, I think I said on the last episode, I'm willing to say I'm probably closer to my church family and my friends than I am my own biological family. So, I mean, like, and like I said also, I absolutely love my biological family. If they need me, if I can be there and do it, I'm there. Facts. But, you know, like like we just said, we don't, we may not see them all the time, but I still love my family. But at the same time, I'm probably closer to my friends and my church family than I am my own biological, biological family. And that's just because of the, the relationship that we have. So when you get the right church, you, you'll know it. You will. You, you will know it, trust and, me. And, and God will. I believe that when you genuinely pray to God about being a part of a body, mm-hmm. a, a, a fellowship, he'll lead you. Yeah. He'll lead you to the right place. De- definitely. He will. Definitely. And you know what? I'm never I'm not going to say that. <laughs> it's something I just thought about too. Go ahead. Right, and when you're looking for the right right one, we talk about a family structure. I know. I remember when uh, when I was looking for um, right before I joined. Uh, at the time, we were family worship ministries, and then we changed we changed the city gate. But before I came there, I was kind of going from uh, church to church. I did not like it. Uh, I was helping out somebody at the time. Me. She was my girlfriend at the time. We was helping on different praise teams, and I was always used to being stable. Mm-hmm. I had one church. Mm-hmm. I was getting fed from one place. Same. So me doing that church hopping, I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. So I, I remember one of the things I was, I was looking at, uh, I knew me and her were going to get married. So I said, okay. I said, God, I need somebody. I need to be at a church where – She'll be able to get plugged into. Mm-hmm. She'll be able to uh, learn for her as a wife. Mm-hmm. She'll be able to plug into some women that's there. Me, I'll be able to uh, plug with, plug in with some men, and they can also teach me. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted us to be connected to someone, to a couple that's done been, you know, they, they've been where we're at. Because, mm-hmm. like, like Pop and Lady, uh, she went through ministerial classes with Pop. When he was getting trained as a minister, so they they've walked the ministry walk. They know what it's like to have that balance because at the time our kids were small, mm-hmm. and I remember like Judah and Cyrus when they were and shout out Judah and Cyrus. I remember them when they were small, and like so we they we've seen them grow, they've seen our kids grow. So and then so like whenever we have issues, we were able we were able to go to them. They can give us that feedback. So that's one of the things we looked at too. We wanted we wanted to be somewhere for us that when we we got plugged in, like they were married, we were getting married. They had small kids, we had small kids, and that was something that was very important for us too. So I think that's that's something to also kind of consider if you're married or if you know you want to be married one day, you want to have that example in front of you and also that's around you too. Cause we have we have a pretty good blend at our church. We got some older couples, mm-hmm. we have younger couples. Same. It's kind of those in the middle. So we we had a good blend of people that we can go to. That's that's good to have. Yeah. Because it's different, like different stages. Mm-hmm. You know, you different. It's different lessons that you learn from the couple who's been married fifty years. Right. Married the couple that's been married twenty years. The couple that's been married three years. You know. We all have a lot that we can learn right. from 
someone yep. who is that, and that goes back to the discipleship thing. <laughs> it's all tying it, in. It all ties in. It's all tying in. And it's um, it's beautiful to have mm-hmm. that representation. Oh yeah. Um, that you know, if you, you you're in a hard place in your marriage, that you can you and your spouse <coughs> can go to somebody right and be like, hey, this is what we're doing. Have you ever dealt with it? Been there. Yep. How'd you guys get through that? Bam. They sit down and talk to you. And then you start to you start to see those hiccups in your own marriage. And you're like, you know what? I could do this better. Yeah. You know? So it's all, it's all about being coachable. That's it. So uh, what's the next one? Uh a church that focuses on helping hurt people. Ah. Mmm. shepherd you be a shepherd too mm. that's john 21 15 through 19 uh i didn't give the whole scripture but that's just the gist yeah. of it but uh a church that focuses on hurt people will always be have a viable ministry that's true because the world is what full of hurt people yep i think too um if you don't you should not come to church and probably see a whole bunch of perfect people you should not a hospital like we like no there's no perfect person in the world we're all dealing with something so when we when you join a when you go to a you, you join a church because you're you're trying to be healed from something yeah um and i believe that you know like people are like oh we sin daily yes okay so okay now hold on now we sin in daily uh i'm the people say that like but you know Okay. Maybe that's another topic we we could. We gonna we we gonna dip into that too. We are gonna dip into that too because at some point you gotta be, you know, making some steps. I mean, to get away from certain. Yeah, things, like I mean, I understand we all have our yeah. proclivities. Okay, let there we go. Okay, that's yeah. a better way to say it. I think we all have our proclivities. But if we just going out here just willfully saying, yeah, it, just, you know what I'm saying, you just doing you facts. facts, facts. Okay, I like that better. So scratch what I said. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> There's something that we're all dealing with. Yeah. You know, it could be anger. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, little nice little prof- profanity come flying out. You know, yeah. I'm trying to work on that, you know. Just say you cussing for a <laughs> And I might not say it out loud. It might be in my head. <laughs> but I'm I'm working. You just cussing. You know, it's, 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 it's just out here cussing people out. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, we have our, we have our proclivities. Proclivities. That we are, that we yeah. are working on, so. But I mean, okay, so, <laughs> and one one of the things I, I one of the things I, I had on my notes, of course, said no one's perfect, but the church mm-hmm. should be a safe place for all people. Facts. The church should be a safe. So, and it kind of goes back to when we just talked about you know the church it'll permeate in that family type atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When you when you found your church that's like that, it's gonna feel safe. Yes. It's gonna feel safe for you to come in and be like, look, I'm dealing with this. Yes. Can y'all pray for me? Can y'all help me? Or can y'all lead me in the right direction? It might not even always be prayer. Like, look, can I just have somebody I can just talk to? Right. You know, is that church a safe place for you to be able to? And and I, I think that's all going to start with, and this is my opinion, mm-hmm. That's going it's going to start from leadership and work its way down. That's a fact. I know, like, with, with me, with Pop and Lady, like, they have always, 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 no matter what it was, whenever we come to them, or if I come to them personally, or if my wife goes to them personally, 
they always make it just the environment is just so safe. Mm-hmm. Just you just yeah. literally just pour your heart out, and you won't hear. I and that's another thing that helps it be a safe place. Can you can we, can people come to us as the church? Say what they need to say, get it off their chest, and not hear it back out there on the street. Ooh. Can, tell you. Are we a safe enough place where people can come to us, vent, and they're not going to hear it on the street? So I want y'all, yeah, listen to that. Step back. Am I one of them folks that I can't, I can't hold water? If you're one of those, you are a part of a bigger problem. Because who can? Oh, you going? Oh, you going there? <laughs> you going to escape? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, but but facts though. Like like if what's the point? What's the part? What's the point of being um a part of somebody that is always throwing your throwing your your dirt? Yeah. To other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like this is how I, this is how I tell I try to approach. If someone tells me something that that might be a little heavy for me, yeah, uh, I go back to the person who just told me that. Yeah. And be like, hey, that's a little much for me. But can we go to this leader? Yeah, and talk. Yeah, not just I'm gonna just run to the leader and be like, hey, so and so is dealing with this. Da da da. Well, it's not my point. It's not my. It's not my my place to tell him that. Right. Or her that. It's hey, let's go together. Yeah. Cause one. I'm letting you know that I'm not going to be the one that go out there and tell somebody right. else your dirt. I want you to come with me right. because I am a safe place. Right. And I want to, let's get to someone who is a little more spiritually mature that can yeah. take this because this might be a little much me, you know, cause I've been there and I've yeah. been in that situation before. You know, I have a lot of people that, that talk to me yeah. about some heavy stuff. And sometimes I'd be like, I don't know how to deal with that. I was like, but we can get so I can I can help you get some help with that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's how we need to approach it. Because a lot of times we get a little overzealous. We want to go tell the 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 the, the more seasoned minister mm-hmm. about it, and then the when they they go approach that person, <coughs> you know that person's feeling slighted. Right. I feel like, well, there's only one person I told that, you know, and it, it, it can kill that can kill a relationship. Yeah, and you 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 don't want that. No. Just especially in these days, you know. Man, yeah. Having them relationships, Jesus. But I mean, like you said, that it should be a safe place, and it kind of it goes back to you may not. It might not be everybody that you're going to be talking to about this, mm-hmm. but because you're in a in a church that has that type of atmosphere, you will know who to go to about mm-hmm. some things. It may even be a few that you grow close to. Hey, like, look, I need to talk. Can we kind of talk to y'all about this? And then they may, like you just said, they may be like, okay, well, look, like, okay, like if it was at our church, somebody might come to me and like, look, uh, Mr. Maurice, look, I need to talk to you about this. And like you said, if it's a situation where I feel like it's kind of like, well, look, mm-hmm. we may need to, you know, go holler at Pop or Lady about this. Mm-hmm. And like you said, are you are you cool with that? And I'll, I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah, and definitely. If, if I need to step out the room after we done kind of introduced it, I do that, but you know, we have to get to that point where we're not trying to have the tea. I was trying to go say something, like, 
bruh, let me tell you what I just heard. You know, it it don't it don't need to be none of that. And also, if you don't know how to handle something, don't be too prideful to say you don't know how to handle it. Because right. a lot of times we get a little overzealous. We try to conjure up some stuff, and we do a lot more damage than we do good. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know how to handle something or something might be a little too much for you, be able to get with that person, take them to someone, and let them present it. Yeah. And, you know, you might learn a little something. Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, too, um, to kind of go to another point about this, it, it's focused on helping hurting people. If we go back and listen to the previous episode, a lot of the stuff will kind of be a setup for helping hurting people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you're if you're at a, the right church or whatever church you choose, if they're teaching biblical, mm-hmm. if they're coming from the Bible, teaching that, uh, if they have the atmosphere of worship, if they're praying, uh, if that church is all about you know they're about winning souls. And remember, we said on the last episode also. Sometimes winning souls is not just those who don't even know Jesus. Sometimes it's also for those who already know, but they're lost. They're lost mentally. They're lost emotionally. Facts. When you are when you already there, you're gonna already see that this that this place is about helping me hurt. Case in my own experience, like when my dad died, man, my church, they, I mean, the day he died, we would. I said on our episode. Um, with Josh. Yeah. Hope uh, on hope, hope on the other side, side of tragedy. Yep. So I, I said on that episode, but the day my father passed, we we were having noonday prayer. When I tell you when I came in there, the support and the love and the strength I felt from my church family that was just praying. Cause, I mean I was in the hurt I was in a hurt place. I mean, I who who wants to experience losing a parent? I mean that that's that's a hurt. I never thought I I didn't think I was gonna feel at that young of an age. I I, I was, cause you know my parents they all, they they taught me biblical principles. You know I was always speaking over them. You, with long life with the your Lord satisfied. Daddy was always smiling, man. Man, daddy always smiling. You know what I'm saying? So I mean they always they always taught me to speak the word, and I was always praying like Lord. You know, I, I want my mom and dad. Your word says in Psalms ninety one that with long life will you satisfy them. So God satisfied them with long life, and I still felt like my dad had more years to go. So I mean, when I, when Mama mm-hmm. called me that, that he had done passed, I was like, man, that I mean that hurt. But when I went there, and when I tell you they they pop was praying, and I literally felt it's like I felt a a new rush of. Just strength just hit me. Mm-hmm. I that mean, second wind kick. Yeah, I mean, man, that that was something so powerful. I mean, and I was hurting. I'm already saved. You see know what I'm saying? I I know the Lord, but I was hurting. And my my church, they I mean, they prayed me to another place that day. So I mean, when you're in the right place, they that that church is gonna they're gonna help you. They're gonna they're gonna help heal every hurt that they can. But in that same token. Did Pop already go through that? Yep. There you go. He experienced that. Right. So he's able to, one, know yeah. what that feels like and how to approach it. Yeah. The be- Ooh, that's a, good, that's a good point. The best way to help hurting people is remember the time that you were in a place of hurt. Hurt people, hurt people, heal people, give hope. Selah. 
Say lot. Shout out to uh, Triple E. So I'm saying, I get a lot from my CHH. <laughs> Yo, say lot on that. But Real. that's a fact, though, man. Like you know, hurt. Like it's, I mean, you can't you can't help some you can't help heal somebody when when you're still in a hurt place. Yeah. It's like you have to be in either healed from something or in the process of healing. Yeah. I fully agree. And I'm saying I'm not saying like when I say that like people are like well can you really help can you really help heal somebody when you're still healing from something yes yeah because you're progressing yeah. healing is a destination when you're on that journey to it you're moving away from the hurt right so if I'm two steps ahead going towards this destination of healing mm-hmm. someone who's still in a hurt place who has not progressed yet. Those two steps can help somebody take two steps. Yep. You see what I'm saying? As long as we're progressing, guys, we there's something that we can offer. Oh yeah. No one is better than the other. There you go. We just at different points of the journey. There it is. Thank you. Thank you. That's that's all. What's the uh, what's the next one? Uh we're nine, right? Yeah. Oh, a church that is active in spiritual warfare. Woo boy. Okay. All right. First Peter five eight. Go ahead and get it. Be alert and a sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion yep. for someone to devour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. And uh, Luke 10 and 19, uh, he'll give you uh, power over a scor- uh, serpents and scorpions. I didn't write, I didn't actually write the scripture down, but yeah. <laughs> behold, I give you power. To, that's it. Behold, I give you power to tread on uh, serpents and scorpions and all that. So, uh, yeah. So, Spiritual warfare. Mm. Now, whether well, we don't, we don't kind of toted the line, being kind of a little nice with it. But this topic right here, uh, when we talk about spiritual warfare, this will how I want to say it. Ain't no way t- other way to say it to me. It's to us that church is not going to be afraid to deal with your demons. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said before, the way you God does <laughs> look. Christ does not; He is not afraid of your dirt. Listen, <laughs> listen. When you get to the right, I'm trying to tell you. When you get to the right church, they will not be afraid to deal with your demons. When Jesus came on the scene, one of the first things He did, He cast out a devil. Mm. Mm-hmm. One of the first things He did. After he came down from the uh, from being tempted of the devil, mm-hmm. I think it's in the book of Mark. He went to a church and he cast the devil out of somebody, which lets you know that there are demon filled people in church. <laughs> yes, there are. Yes. So this kind of goes are. back. <laughs> I'm trying to find this scripture. Hang on. It kind of goes back to the last point. Ain't nobody in church perfect. So That's when you fact. when you going um, whatever church you're going to, you're looking at is that church. If they're not willing to deal to confront with some stuff, and you know you got some show enough issues, you may want to consider somebody a church that's going to really challenge you, and that's not going to be afraid to confront not you as the person, but the spirits and the influences that you're dealing with. Ah. So, kind of give you a little something that somebody gave me a while back. Satan is a Three trick pony. Okay. Lust of the flesh. Mm-hmm. Lust of the eyes. First John. 
pride of life. Looking at it right there. First John 2.16. Yep. When you are taught to understand how Satan operates, yep. you cut his legs off. Yeah. When you understand that he operates on that through that those three things, that's all he can do. Mm-hmm. Now he's gonna switch it up on you, but it's still gonna be the same base. Satan is a now he is a strategist. He's very strategic. He's very strategic. So if you pride, okay, pride. Pride is the <laughs> the inflation or deflation. Mm-hmm. My pastors taught me that. So pride isn't always being high on yourself. Yep. Pride is also being low on yourself. Yep. So if you have self-esteem issues, you're being low, right? You're low. He works off that too. Yep. But when you think too high of yourself, he works off that as well. Yep. Because you think you're above reproach. Yep. I'm preaching here. <laughs> 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 but you gotta that's that's the basis right there yeah. of how Satan operates. That's, that's true. the basis. That's true. I got nothing else on that, but <laughs> <laughs> But I mean and you know, when they when we say a church is active in spiritual warfare, mm-hmm. it's you know, it's gonna they're not gonna be afraid to deal with the demonic. But yes. I do wanna say this too. Mm. We're also in a time too where I think a lot of people have I don't think there's a lot, but no, because there there are there is some very very good teaching, and they teach it from a biblical standpoint, and people are teaching it. They give you good balance of it. Now, yeah, some who kind of take it to the extreme, but they're gonna be able to teach you like, look, demonic forces. They do this. They do this. They do this. This type of influence it has over you, and when you're dealing with stuff like this, they're gonna actually give you. This church will actually show you where an open door probably came in for a demonic influence to enter into your life. Mm. And they're going to teach you ways to deal with it. And they're also, as they're teaching you how to confront it yourself, because also, like we said, the right church, they're also going to put the responsibility on you to study, the responsibility on you to pray and to confront things in your own life because they're teaching you this from a biblical standpoint. But they're also, as they're teaching you, should you need it, they are also going to confront your demons with you as well. Mm-hmm. Case in point, our church, not only are we heavy in prayer, that's our founda- is, that our, is that our foundation, but we are also not afraid to do deliverance on anybody. <laughs> and our pastor has, has literally trained and activated a whole bunch of us to do that as well. But also, he even has it to where he'll do one-on-one deliverance with mm-hmm. you. And I've gone, me and my wife have gone through one-on-one as a couple. I've gone through it. And literally, another thing about deliverance is not, some people think it's, it's scary because, you know, you see <laughs> <laughs> you see the buckets, you see the paper tiles. You be like, okay, look, what is up with all this coughing and spitting? And what is up with all that? Like, I, I think, too, the right church, they're going to teach you about that so that you're not scared. Yeah. But me, from my own personal experience, deliverance has taken me such a long way, and it, it helped to see what I was dealing with, how I need to confront it, how I need to go about, you know, setting up certain guards in my life so that those influences don't come back. It gets to the root. Yeah. And another thing about deliverance, too, it's not just about you just calling things out. It's actually 
deliverance is really a ministry of mercy, of the mercy and compassion of God. Because you're really being overshadowed with his love. Mm -hmm. He's like, look, I love you so much, I don't want you to have to deal with this. I love you so much, I don't want this affecting your kids. I don't want this affecting your marriage. So, yes, I'm going to come and confront it because I have a destiny for you. So the church that you're that you're looking to join, they're not going to be afraid to confront your demons because they want to see the destiny that God has for you to come forth. You know, um, when you talk about being like demon possessed and stuff, um, now we like we just said we do believe that mm-hmm. that stuff is very much real. I've seen it too much tonight. <laughs> hey, look, man, look, I'm I'm one of those people. Look, I'm one of those people that can sit. Me and my wife can sit and watch. All three Conjuring movies, back to back. No, I don't do it won't whole, be phased. I don't do the horror movies. No. <laughs> because <laughs> we understand, we understand that this stuff is real. Oh yeah, and it can happen. Um, now nah, I'm just saying, make sure you make sure you be praying because you you bring that stuff into your house. Like Pastor Mem said a long time ago. Oh yeah, that stuff opens up doorways and it allows certain spirits. Yeah. Like I said, everything has something attached to it. Yep. But you ever, you ever, you ever heard about people blacking out from alcohol? Yeah. All right. Now, why do we call, why do we call it wine and spirits? Mm. You've ever heard of people doing, committing, (coughs) committing heinous acts after they've consumed too much alcohol and quote unquote blackout? Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says be sober minded. And vigilant, correct? Like the devil, like I just said before, the devil is, he's on, he's, he's, he's prancing around looking for someone he can devour. Right. So maybe, quote unquote, when we, why do, then it brings back to when someone who, has, who doesn't drink or hasn't had a, had a drink of alcohol for a long period, they call it sober, correct? Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's funny because I'm like, maybe when those people commit crimes, it's not actually them. It's something that is they've opened they've they've left their mind open to mm-hmm. a spiritual attack. Well, you see it too, like uh, in those those type of situations, while they're doing it, you be like, "How could somebody do that?" And exactly. then exactly, and then when you see like that, like let's say I think they're, like they stand in the courtroom, they're like they looking like I did all that. Yeah, it's like I'm I, I I all the way believe bruh, that that's a spirit. Like, why don't we <coughs> teach on that? It's being taught. It's being taught, but we, we might need to. Some people. But I, I think, I think a lot of people are just they. They think Jesus is just a lamb. No, Jesus, he's also the lion that yes, wants he to. Is. He is not afraid to confront. You don't see. You don't see in the Old Testament. You don't see nothing about demons coming out. When you get to the New Testament, that's one of the main things Jesus Jesus brought to light was he's not afraid to deal with your demons. He's not at all. When he he died to give us the power to confront these things, because he's already defeated death, hell, and the grave. That's it. And he's he's defeated every power of the enemy. You know his name is higher than any other name. So no matter what you're dealing with, he's already given you the victory over it. Even devil, de- devils tremble at him. Yeah. I mean, the ones in hell. I mean, so I, I want to say it's in Ephesians. Uh, the Bible says that the Lord has given him a name that is above every name that is named. <laughs> so I mean that that's that's something powerful. So the name of Jesus, because of what he did on the cross, he has already given you the power and authority to deal with anything you're dealing with. So if it's depression, mm-hmm. if it's rejection, 
uh, if it's fear. No, he's already giving you the power to deal to confront that and to deal with it. That also brings us to <coughs> Ephesians six ten through eighteen. The, ar- the armor of God. That's it. So let's let's break it down. Because this, this this I believe this is a vital Let me go to vital it. part of. Um, Let me go to it. I'm gonna go into my supplement. This is a vital part in spiritual warfare. So the belt of truth. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. So hmm, I'm trying to I'm trying to break this down. Well, let me just let me just do this. Let me do let me give all the. You have the breastplate of righteousness. Mm-hmm. You have uh, the gospel of peace. That would be the shoes. Yep. All right. Uh, the shield of faith. Yep. The helmet of salvation. Yep. Sword of the spirit. Yep. Shall we then? Praying with all, all uh, praying always with all prayer and supplication. That's part of the armor too. Yes. All right. So let's start <coughs> with the head. The helmet. So a helmet protects your head. Yeah. Uh, also, it blocks things from. Well, it, it blocks you. So salvation comes the moment we place our trust in Jesus. Now, doesn't the Bible say to think on the things that are above? Yep. So when we surrender our thoughts, you set your mind on the things above, not on earthly things. Remember the Lord's character, his faithfulness in scripture. Wash your mind and renew with his word. We are protecting ourselves from evil thoughts. Yep. Okay. Or demonic suggestions. Demonic suggestions. Bam. <clears throat> but also, too, let, let me also add this, Go too, ahead. when we talk about the armor. Because Paul wrote this. He wrote this from a Roman jail. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was already in prison. So I'm trying to help y'all kind of get some imagery of it. When Paul was writing this, what he was probably looking at was a soldier guarding his prison cell. So back and back. That in makes the, sense. <clears throat> so back in the Roman times, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they even put the armor on, they also put like a red, a red cloth, a red a garment. garment up on up under the, you know, under the you armor. Know, you know what that's for, though? If symbolically, it's the blood of Jesus. Yes. Also, they they did that so that if they were wounded, their enemies didn't know. They didn't know. So symbolically, also, us dealing, us putting the armor on. The first thing you always need to put on is the blood. Is the blood. If you are covered in the blood, you already have the the ultimate protection against any demonic force. <laughs> I, I love this book, man. <laughs> I love it. So, shield of faith. What does the shield do? Oh, I got something for that, too. Go uh, By all means, go ahead. Okay, so, when you're also talking about it, so, back in that day, too, uh, they, they actually used two shields. Okay, so they had a smaller shield, mm-hmm. but they also had a bigger one. And one of the things that they would do uh, back in that day, they would, um, it's called, I forgot, I can't remember what it's called, but a whole lot of soldiers would get together and they would put, like, the bigger shields up, and especially, like, when somebody got wounded, mm-hmm. they would come all around the soldier, put all the shields up, yeah. and they would kind of, they would be covering the other person. So the bigger shield was from foreign, like, from distant attack. Yep. The smaller shield was from up close, pr- yep. close protection. Let me see if I can find that note real quick. Because 
it goes back to it, it goes back to us being being a, a family. If you're sitting here, you're wounded. Mm-hmm. You're wounded, and you, let's say you're all by yourself. Who do you have to come alongside of you to help cover you until you're able to get back on your feet? So the shield also. I didn't. I'm looking at this. They actually also. Um, the shields were covered with heavy animal hide. Yep. So they would dip it in water. Yep. So where it says to protect yourself from the fiery darts. Mm-hmm. So when those darts, when those arrows are coming, and you know they back then they used to dip them in fire mm-hmm. and then shoot them uh, at the enemy who was far off. Yep. When it hits those shields, it couldn't burn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Not only in water, they were, I think they were also uh, cloaking in oil as yes. well. They used olive oil to coat those shields as well. So, I mean, when you're dealing with the spiritual warfare, your church, the main thing we, we want to encourage you about it, they're not going to be afraid to deal with your issues. Mm-hmm. Like like Therese, like Therese said, Jesus is not afraid to deal with your dirt. He is not. And the church that you go to, they're not going to be afraid to get down in that dirt with you. Man, if I could tell y'all all the stories where I've literally seen Pop, I mean, I've seen him get down on the floor and just roll, I mean, literally just roll with people and until he, he, I mean, I've seen that man pray people so free. It, it has blown me away. He, he, you know, the right, the right church and the right leader, they're not going to be afraid to, to deal with that. Not at all. Walking in God's peace. That's Shalom. Okay. <laughs> Another thing about that. Take it away. When you're dealing with the armor. So mm-hmm. in the Roman time, they had different, uh, so on the shoes, they had like little spikes and stuff on the shoes mm-hmm. because some of the terrain that they would, work, they would walk on would very be kind rugged. Of very rugged, very rocky. We're talking about evangelism. You should. We should be able to go into different environments mm. and still be able to share the gospel. Still be able to live, shine our light. Hey. It doesn't matter what type of environment we go into. Mm. Y'all see how it's all kind of just tying. It's, it's beautiful. All tying man. in together. It's beautiful. <laughs> Breastplate of righteousness. Ah. Righteousness means being made right. Yep. But you know something else about that, though? Talk about it. Go ahead. So back in that day, when the Roman soldiers would put their armor on, they put it on in layers. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we'll think of uh, being like just that one big, but it's mm-hmm. it actually, it actually like in layers. So it had good flexibility. So us being righteous, it, mean, it also goes to, you know, you can still be yourself. And still, there you go. And still live holy. You know still th- live righteous. Yeah, you know that. You know that saying that Christians can't have fun. Yeah, that's a lie. It a we total. can have fun. What is like? Then I always say, what is? What is? I always ask people, what is your uh, definition of fun? Mm-hmm. You know, our fun is not going to be what the world considers fun. Right. But it's fun. Like, like us, we can hang out. We don't have to. I ain't gotta be a big stiff. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, gotta be all, you do not have to be <laughs> still. It's like we can laugh and cut up and and just have fun and don't have to be all holier than thou all the time. You know what I'm saying? Now, I mean, now I will say this: if you feel like you need to be, you have to be like that to keep yourself there. I mean, that's yeah, that's we're, you. We're gonna get 
yeah, that that work, that's what works for you. But I mean, at the end, you also want to. You should be able to enjoy life. Yeah, right. you know. I be thinking sometimes, do people even just fart? Are these two say that they don't even just fart? Exactly. I be, like, what, I be like, like, bro, come on, <laughs> like, come on. You so uptight, you can't even get a fart. <laughs> <laughs> I be wondering, like, man, come on now, you, you, you being a little too extra. But if that's what, you, if that's what you need to do to keep yourself there, fine. But, but the breastplate also it, um, it protects the heart, mm-hmm. and we don't allow things to. To disrupt our heart that are that are yeah. not of God. You protest the vital organ. There you go. Yeah. Let me see where I'm at now. The belt of truth. Truth holds everything together. Yep. That's what the belt does. The belt holds the breastplate. The breastplate. The, uh, the sword is the hung s- on the belt. There you go. Even the smaller shield is hung, hung on the belt, yep. and that would tie into. The belt of truth will be the word of God. And then you got the sword of the spirit. But that word in the Greek, that word word is rhema. Ooh. So when it says the sword of the spirit is the word of God, it's the rhema God. So it's whatever word. So let's say you're in a situation where uh, you got a sickness that's going to hit your body. Mm-hmm. In order for you to use the sword of the spirit during that time, that rhema, uh, God, you sent your word and you healed me. That's using the sword. Uh, you, um, you was wanted for my transgressions. You brewed for my iniquities. The chastise my peace was upon you. And by your stripes, I am already healed. Mm. That's using the sword. Yes. It's not so much, yes, it is the actual written word that mm-hmm. we that we read, but it's that life-giving word that you need at that moment. That's your sword that, you, that you have to yield. Declare. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, with spiritual warfare, it's all about getting down in the dirt with you, helping you fight. You know, that's the type of church that we encourage you to be, yes. to look for and to be a part of. All right. What's that? What's the last one we got? All right, man? Number 10, a church that is preparing the next generation. Yes. So the best time for people to come to Christ is before the age 25. I think it might be a little long. I think that I think that might be a little too high. I think at this day it's, it needs to be as young as possible. As as young as possible. I mean, me and you are part of uh, being being train, prepared. Yeah, because it t- it says you know train up a child. Yeah. It, you know the way they should go that yeah. they won't depart from them when they get older. So, I mean, <coughs> and I, I and I can honestly say from from life experience, you know, growing up in church. Yep. I had that that I that consciousness of God. Yep. Of Christ, I knew who He was. Um, not saying that I had a great relationship because I was so young. You know, you still at a young age, you're still trying to develop how you yep. you develop your relationships. But I had that base. Yep. So that when I got older and I want to do my own thing, there was always this small, still voice, but it was very loud. Yep. And people don't understand that. Like when we say that God, He's a she, He's a sheep. But it's also a lion. Yep. Like it comes. It's a small, still voice, but it's so loud. And people are like that's an oxymoron. Yeah, maybe so. But God does not fit into those stereotypical right. boxes that we like to put him in. Um. And when I want to do my own thing, I would I would have those those that voice 
that would convict me yep. and be like, ah, you know this is not right. Yep. You know you're not supposed to do this. You know that. And a lot of people were like, well, that's being conditioned. I'd be like, I don't think so. Mm-mm. I say. Maybe that's their experience. That's their experience, yeah. yes. But for me, it was like, growing up, I see the thing, the very thing that I want to do, mm-hmm. I've seen what it does to people. Yep. Um, case point example, there was one night where this is this this is what really got me back um to my to my foundation there was one night it was hanging out um yeah my mom's gonna listen to this lord mama, <laughs> mama listen look listen <laughs> listen you I, I ain't perfect i've done some stupid stuff i'm gonna confess something right now but god has already forgiven me and i've already confessed that to him but um so uh Dabble with some weed back in the day. So they they started coming out with the synthetic strain stuff, you know. You smoke the sheeple. Well, you tell me something it's, I didn't know, it's, bro. It's that same stuff they got Tyron Matthew kicked out of school. Ah. <laughs> it was they called G2. <laughs> and literally, it was in a little pouch and it looked like a little Gatorade pouch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I smoked it out of a PVC pipe, and we just made a makeshift bong. Wow. Yeah. So, and this stuff was killing people, man. Like, I mean, it wasn't like, it was, it would, if you smoke too much of it, it can kill you because it is synthetic. It's mm-hmm. not real stuff. Um, But there was one night, it was night before my, it was day before my, which birthday was it? 20, my 24th, I think it was my 24th birthday. And uh, I was chilling. Took a hit, my chest started tightening up. Wow. Real bad. And I remember walking out of the building and looking up at the moon. And I was like, Lord, if you take what I'm feeling right now away, I'm yours. Like, like I made that declaration right yeah. then. And when I say that the pain, the tightness, all of a sudden just alleviated. Wow. You know, that solidified it for me. Um, still working on some things. We all are. Yeah, we all are. Um, but that that really pushed me back to getting back in church. Yeah. Um, I think shortly after that, I met Candice. I see that. I think it was the next year. No, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Look at, look I, think it was the, I think it was the next year. I ended up, yeah. I think it was the next year. Look at God. Then I got my year wrong. Yeah, that's that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, that's about right. Forgive me, wife. <laughs> but yeah, that's about right. Because um, I met her in December at my cousin's graduation. Yeah. So, um, but just like you said, you know, raising up your children. Uh, being having that having that foundation yeah. growing up, mm-hmm. um, having that small still voice telling me no, you shouldn't do that. You right. shouldn't do that. Convicted, convict me. Now that was sometimes why I heard that voice and I just did it anyway. Yep. And that's what got me into the situation. Yep. Um, but it's it's his grace is so sufficient, man. And that was like that was grace and mercy because who's no? I could have passed out and died right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, 
but when we say like it's training up your children the next generation because when we're gone our kids are going to be be right. here you know and their kids subsequently right. and then their kids so on and so forth like we have to have as a body of Christ being still in these 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 values into our into our children right now granted they may walk away but i guarantee you put it in them you put it in them it's going to come out yep it's going to keep them from a lot of hurt there are some hurt that they're going to experience yep that's life and i'm teaching myself this cuz i have a 1 year old you know and when carter gets older I, I understand there's going to be things that he is probably going to experiment with that, and I'll tell him, don't do it, you know. But ultimately, our our, our children, are gonna, they're going to make decisions for themselves. Yeah. But it's our job to make sure they have a foundation. Right. So they, they have some some type of convictions. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the one thing that I always preach is convictions over feelings. Oh, yeah. Teach your kids that. Like, if you feel something's not right just because people are peer pressing you, don't do it. Don't do it. Like, I always teach that. And if I ever talk to a young kid, a young person, I let them know, like, you got to understand, like, the world that we live in now, the things that the world considers popular are not always going to be godly. Nope. That standing up for Christ and what Christ preaches, teaches, lives, is gonna get is you are going to go through some things. And the word I'm trying to look for here, I'm bullied maybe. You might even be called lame. I don't know what the kids calling each other now. You know. Me neither. To stand up for Christ and those godly principles are going to get you looked at. I'm not going to say persecuted, but eventually, yeah. But you got to understand, like, when you have a, when you have a, a, when you're in a fellowship of believers, we're to encourage you to walk that out. Mm-hmm. The world's going to, the world's going to shoo you away, yep. say you're not, you're not this, you're not that. Remember who you are and yeah. whose you are. Yeah. And we make sure that we got to teach our youth that, like, it ain't popular to the, – the gate is narrow. Facts. That's Bible. The gate is narrow. So <clears throat> it's not going to be popular. Yeah. Make sure we teach our kids that. Like, you, we have to teach the next generation that, guys, like, the world's not going to accept you for what you, what you want to stand for. They didn't accept Christ. Right. You know what I'm saying? But he still, he still died. Mm-hmm. I think um, when we think about a church that's preparing preparing the next generation, I think, you know, we both of us came out of Mount, it was Mount Zion Full Gospel. Facts. Now it's Mount Zion World Outreach. Shout out to uh, Bishop Robinson and uh, Pastor Joanne Robinson. Bam, bam. Uh, but, I mean, we were a part of a, a group that, you know, I owe you, Pastor. He still talks about, uh, like, our whole group. But, like, <laughs> they, they really – 
I, I can I think I can really speak for all of them when I say they really gave us a very strong foundation. Oh man, yeah. In the word, and then when you couple that with a lot of us who our parents were heavy in the church, mm-hmm. so we were getting it at home, yes. and we were getting it at church, and they were both speaking the same thing. So with us, it was like if mom and daddy were getting on our nerve. Mm-hmm. Pastor Mills, Pastor Mills <laughs> yeah. telling us the same thing. Facts. And, and they might, they might not even been talking, but like literally, I don't know. I couldn't tell you how many times mom and daddy got on me about something. I'm like, man, I do not want to hear what y'all got to say. Right. Man, you go to then I come to study. church. Yeah, man, we go Boom. Tuesday night. We go Tuesday night Bible study. Pastor Mills talking to the same, same thing. Day. Like, bruh, okay, okay, God, I, I hear you. I, I still, I start, still probably when I did something stupid. That's but, the convictions. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You. But I mean, uh. The church, they're going to prepare the, the next generation, but also, not even of young people, I think a good thing to look forward to, that church is also going to be preparing you throughout your entire life. Mm-hmm. So I even think about, you know, uh, one day, you know, like you just said, the the youth, they're going to grow up, they're going to have their own kids. Mm-hmm. But also, you know, as we're getting older, the leadership is going to be revolving. Yeah. Because, I mean, God forbid, you know, we all have, yeah. E- even even if you don't, if Lord don't call you home, what if you what if you move because your job calls you to move to another city? Mm-hmm. Somebody else needs to take your space. Facts. So you know what I'm saying. It, the church is going. That church is always going to be preparing the next yeah. to move up. Yeah. So I think that's something you you have to look for um, as you. As you're going on your journey, looking looking for it, they're not only preparing the youth to take over or to move move up and to fill in roles, but they're also preparing you uh, to fill in a role too. Cause, because mm-hmm. you shouldn't want to just come in and just stay at the same place that you're at. Facts. And it's crazy. I'm, I'm about to go back to the discipleship. Teaching, teach. Don't be ashamed of what you went. Uh, never be ashamed of what you went through in your youth, youthful years. Even what you go through, and you're not so youthful years. Yep. Well, I say testimony and transparency. That's the word I was about to say, transparency. It's is, is key. Yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that these young people are going to go through, we've already been through. Share your experiences. The negative effects. Yeah. Also share the victories you yep. had over those things. Yep. Because... I always say a a smart man learns from his mistakes, a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. Yep. So a lot of stuff that these kids could possibly deal with can actually be alleviated by you sharing something that you went through. And just being real. Don't be, be real. Be real. But I think, too, one thing I've seen and learned, if you come in at them real, real, like, super spiritual, they, they tune be, you out, man. And then, too, Especially, not, I can't speak for everybody's church, mm-hmm. but I know at our church, our kids be on it. When I tell you, they look, and I mean, they notice everything. So, the generation ain't stupid. Yeah, like they they watching everybody. They know they know who real. They know who ain't. So, I mean, the best way, just you know, be cool with it. Tell them the truth, yeah. but still be you got you gotta you gotta come at them at kind of on their level and just be like, hey, yeah. look. Sometimes. Hit them with a verse and everybody look. Now what you doing right here? That's stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm being for real. If you keep going, if you keep doing this, this what's gonna happen to you. Yeah, and you know you might just have to just tell it to them like that. But 
at, at this at this rate, if they they watching and this is the generation, they all yeah. don't sugarcoat it. Yeah, the world ain't gonna sugarcoat it. And they gonna know a fake. They yeah. they are they already know what fake Jordans. They know. Oh, they know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they know. So I mean, they 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 can spot a fake from a mile away. Even um, I'm big on this single single mothers. Oh, single fathers. Yeah. Teach these teach these young kids that the the downs with being single parents, yeah. especially at a young age. If yeah. you were a parent at a young at a, at a very youthful age. You know, teach them that, you know, just talk to them. Let them know, you know, the struggles that you go through. You know, these kids, they need to know this stuff because, let's yeah. be real, like, not all of them are going to remain abstinent until marriage. Let's be real here. You know, is that a standard that we should push? Yes. Yeah. Like, I think that is a standard that we should push our kids to, push our push our youth to. Yep. But we also have to, in the same token, understand that if if we're not teaching them or giving them that those real life experiences that we've had, they're gonna fall into those same snares. Right. And a lot of times, simply talk a single mother coming in saying, hey, "Look, I had a child at 14, 15, whatever." You know, raising a child alone, having to try to juggle college and school and work, you know, those are real life situations that a lot of people go through. And if we can teach our, if we can teach these young folks the stuff that, that, that struggle and to stay away from it, 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 it builds them up better. Yep. You know, um, poverty, like. I gave a stat a couple uh, podcasts ago about um, the different gra- demographic, different demographics and mm-hmm. the poverty levels. Yep. Married black, uh, African American married couples have a single have a single digit poverty rate. Single digits, I believe that that is. I think with uh, Caucasians, it's three percent. I think with African Americans, it's Seven, seven or eight percent. Yep. Yeah, I mean when you get it. Yeah. So when we look at that, like if we want to build up stronger, we want to build up build up stronger individuals. Yep. Subsequently, stronger families, stronger communities. Yep. Stronger society, stronger world. It all starts by being able to one share our experiences, so that these kids can stay away from some of those ills. Yeah. So that they have a better chance, they have a leg up. Yeah, I think um, this kind of ties into a, something we talked about a little bit earlier. <coughs> Excuse me. Like when we're when you're looking, you're looking for this new church. You're seeing that they're preparing the next generation. I think you should also see the way that they're giving. They're also giving the youth. Sound biblical teaching, mm-hmm. but they also having good strategy of how to give it to them. Because I'm sorry, giving them just the the Sunday school messages sometimes Mm-mm. they they're hearing it, but mm-hmm. sometimes you really got you, there should be you should also see some strategy to where okay maybe you should see a lesson sometimes where we take take a song that they listen to, mm-hmm. 
break it down lyric by lyric and hold it up to the word. Like, okay, look, Woo. this is what this is what you're listening to, but this is what God is saying. Yes, yes. They don't line up. They don't line up. And that's the type of teaching that we need. Facts. I mean that that that's something that you know and. And 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 for those years, also if you if you go into a church, you look for one. If you don't see it, mm. do you have the gifting and the skill to offer oh, that to there help you go. to help that church? So now it's not just giving getting some that get, getting something. It's also being able to position yourself to give. As it ties right back into it, everything ties together. It does. Like guys, we. We not shooting y'all no BS here, man. <laughs> Can I say that? Because, <laughs> oh, bro, I'm here for it. It would not shock me if one day we did miss around the cuss. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm telling y'all, man. Because, like, bro, like, I, what I love about on Fifth Sundays, we have Youth Sunday. Yeah. We allow the youth to teach us what they've been learning. That right there, when they're able to teach that lets you know that they're actually listening listening yep you like we had we we uh we have a youth dance team mm-hmm. they dance but when we have fifth sunday it's all youth yep. it's all youth based and we just had youth sunday yep shout out to what's my little man name i seen the fly jordan yeah. shout yeah. out to jordan bird yo I did not get to catch the message. I'm going to go back and listen to it. Yep. But shout out to him, man, because to sit in a church that I see that we are in, instilling yeah. a lot into our youth and they're able to come forth in front of the church and give it back to us, man, it's beautiful. And this just made me think about something I heard Pop say one time. One, Of course, him as a father, you know, as a parent, he's, he's going to teach his boys. We'll say one of the reasons he stays on them, he teaches them. He said, "One day I'm gonna need y'all to lay hands on me. Yeah, and I need I need your hands to be clean. So I, that's why that's why I'm teaching you. That's why I'm teaching you these things. That's why I'm staying on you because one day I'm gonna need y'all to pray for me. That's a fact, man. And you know, it takes him back. You know, when my dad was still living, like you know, like I said, him, and my mom, they taught they taught me, they trained me in the word, and then we were getting the same thing from Pastor Mills and mm-hmm. uh, and Bishop at Mount Zion. So you now I got older, and then as I got older, I, now I'm, I'm with uh, Pop over at Citygate and Pastor Erica. And I, I went down to visit my dad one day, and he said, "All right, son, go get that oil. I need you to pray for me." And what do you think I did? I got that the oil. oil I for laid my hands hey. on my laid them hands on my daddy. Yeah, train him, hey. Yeah. I mean, and the one of the things that he said, he's like, "That that's what we that's what we, how we raised you." And he said, "So son, don't don't be. It's in you." He said, mm-hmm. I, "I want you to pray for me. You pray." That's why, like, also going back to spiritual warfare, what don't we see in the world a lot of stuff that is involving the youth? We we've seen all these these children being rescued from sex yeah. trafficking. Thank God. I mean, y'all, the prayers are working, guys. Those, those prayers are working, y'all. You have got to understand that that is Satan is out here trying to yeah. get these youth at a young age. Yeah. We see it. It's not being televised on the news as much. Why? It's all a part of the agenda. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, like, 
not all media is. Actually, I take all media with a grain of salt, honestly. Yeah. But we gotta understand, like he, he at at this point, that that that, that statistic, that stage, I said, where um, age twenty five. Yeah. You gotta give it to him as early as possible. As early, I mean, because Satan, start them off. Satan is going after these kids as babies. Well, you, as got, you got babies. three and four year olds already quoting the web. Uh, the web. Uh, they, word for word. I, yeah. So what what it tells you? Right. I, I'm just of the opinion too. I mean. This is my my personal opinion. Whatever the kids listening to, mm-hmm. we should be listening to and knowing what they saying. Yeah, and be able to say, okay, y'all listen to this. This is what God's saying about that. I'm gonna plug my uncle here. If uh, Alpheus Anderson, love my uncle. If y'all need somebody to teach y'all with these text messages, these codes yeah, are, yeah. I'll add my uncle. Yeah, check get his book, Youth Magnet. Yeah, he teaches a lot of stuff in his book. He came to our church one Saturday. All the parents, uh, he had like a um. It was a, like a parent for him. Mm-hmm. He taught these kids. I was learning something. Just I was just there to open the church up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just stuck around because I didn't want to leave and come back. Right. But um, but yeah, like he was teaching certain emoji cons mm-hmm. grouped together. What it means? Yeah. I'm talking about like the little kitty cat emoji with the little mm-hmm. the little drip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know what that means. If you don't know what it means, Google it. You will be very surprised. And then go back to your little your little child, your teenager. And see what they text messaging. You should always know what your kids are talking about. We know it because we used to say it. We know it. (laughs) (laughs) We grown, though. (laughs) We grown and married. We can do that. (laughs) I'll be hey. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. lie Shoot. That's another topic that's coming. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it's coming. Oh, that one's gonna be fun. (laughs) (laughs) That that topic gonna be fun, bro. (laughs) But yeah, so, so, I mean, like, like we talked about today, you know. And just kind of finish up the list, you know, a church that's, uh, you know, they're going to teach you about giving. You know, giving is giving is, def- is important. You know, it, uh, we're a church that, you know, it's going to be a family. Join a church that's going to be a family. You know, they, mm-hmm. they're going to reach out. They're going to help you. They're going to be there for you. Uh, a church that focuses on helping hurting people. I'm pretty sure you've been hurt at something or at some point in your life. Don't be afraid to join a, a, a family that's going to be there to help you get through that hurt. Matthew you know? nineteen fourteen. Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. Yeah. That was that was that was from Jesus' yeah. mouth, by the way. Yeah. You know, also uh we a, a church that's not afraid to get down in the dirt with you and deal yeah. with your demons that you got. Everybody you got some demon somewhere that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, you know, a, a church that's preparing the next generation. Yes. So th- those are the things that we've we've experienced. Those are the things that we suggest. Uh, so for those of you that's on your journey, uh, I hope we we not I but we hope that you know you take these um, suggestions and this wisdom. Just take it as tools, and you know we hope you find the right place for you to grow and to plug into. I think it makes it easier for you to for in your search. Oh yeah, I think it. This makes it way easier. Like I said, we, these are just suggestions. Um, but I can honestly say that I've grown as an individual. I've grown, you know, as a husband. I'm, gro- I'm growing as a father, even Definitely. though he is so young. Um, like, this will make, I, I believe this will help aid you Yeah. in your search. It's... 
it's something that you can look step back and look when you're on your search like does are they doing this are they doing this but also in that same token if there's a church that is maybe lacking not in the not in the, the word I'm going to tell you that but like maybe you've the evangelist evangelistic side is not as mm-hmm. prominent um This what else? What else in here? Um, whatever, whatever in through here. Like, if you see there's something that you can possibly add, yeah, do it. Like, maybe make sure make sure that's your grace though, please. Oh <laughs> don't, God! Don't be trying. Look, look. The, I understand Bro. the Lord said make a joyful noise. I get it, <laughs> but I can't hold a tune in the bucket. I'm not gonna put myself on no choir. I'm not going to do that. Facts. And some people will be like, well, he said, <laughs> look, look, we love, we love y'all. <laughs> we love y'all. Look, but if you can't sing, don't, don't, don't put yourself out there like that. Look, the only time I sound good is when I'm in the shower. That's it. Cause it's just me. And the Lord. And the Lord. <laughs> I can make a joyful noise into the Lord by myself, yeah. but in a in a conglomerate with other people, no. I'm sorry. That, that, that's facts. But you should be able to take that, <laughs> take that without without feeling some type of way, because you know, you know, you know. So <laughs> I had a conversation about that. Yesterday, yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying not to just bust out laughing. No, nah, because nah, we know it's true. It is very true. We know it's true. But I mean, a, as you take these tools, just consider this. Yes. As you look at all this, like Therese just said, you know, not only what the church can give you, but what can you give the church. Just consider this question mm-hmm. when you're looking at it: Am I the missing piece? Mm. Am yes. I the missing piece? All right. So you got anything else too? Nah, man. Word. So y'all, uh, once again, our social media tags will be in the description. So we're you can find us on Facebook at High Definition Podcast. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Instagram at High Underscore Definition. Correct. Is it Underscore Podcast? It's one one of those. It's, it's going. <laughs> it's going to be. Look, look, go to the Facebook page. <laughs> we got them on that link. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be in the tag. And then once again, y'all, y'all engage with us. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Uh, maybe even if you. We are open. If you disagree, yes. let us know. Please we are do. we are not we are not going to shun you. No. We we welcome all conversation. We welcome all thoughts. Yes. And um yeah, y'all engage with those private messages, comment. We love to hear from you. Uh, until the next episode, I'm Maurice. I'm Therese. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Love y'all.